Hello everyone in podcast land, I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the show where we crack whips, we slide under doors, and we make sure we come out with our hats. It's Let's no, Wing It. No, no, no. We we, we also punch Nazis, because that's oh, a thing. Oh, yeah. If you don't punch a Nazi, are you even Indiana Jonesing? Florida! Um... <laughs> Anyways, we got a treat for you today. We're going to be talking about, as you can guess from our preamble, the new Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, Destiny. What a title. What a what a title. Uh, and we're going to... Uh, yeah, it's it's a title, but it's much better than Crystal Skull. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah. Are we going to get into it? Yeah, we're going to oh. get into it. We're going to get into well, it. I was, I was just mentioning titles. I wasn't mentioning movies, so... Wah, wah. <laughs> we're gonna get into it after we tell you about our sponsor enter sponsor here we don't have a sponsor we're a new oh, podcast so if you are well, no, actually, wait 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 i got a oh, sponsor yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i have i have my wife's new book jillian Attilian, my wife uh i guess this might be mirrored uh, uh oh well it is no, it's how to get to me is it normal to you oh you got it yeah, yeah let's yeah, go yeah. i haven't read uh, it yet though yeah, so it's uh, how to get into marketing in your 30s. It's not available on Amazon and maybe it's, Barnes and Noble. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon currently if you get it right now. You get 10 bucks, it's going to go up. So it's yeah. an introduction offer. Get it it's now. number one in job market. And yeah, it's basically it's a good book about, you know, just, just like if you feel lost and you want to restart, you don't have to feel like the 30s is like over. It's you can actually restart anytime you want. You don't have to be 30 to read this book, one thing, too. And it has just a bunch of cool, awesome stories about my wife's journey to where she is today. And she's now a writer in New York, which is crazy, in her late 30s. And it's just it's just never too late. And it's really good. You have Amazon Prime, you have Kindle Unlimited. Just get it. Like it's just yeah. really, it's a good book. And just leave a review. That's a big thing. Leave a review. We need them. We need yeah. them. Boost the algorithm. So yeah, check it out. Yep. It's uh, how to get into marketing in your thirties. A lot of great stories. Go check it out. Audiobook when? Audiobook when? Oh, she's actually planning to do audiobooks. Oh really? So, yeah, I'll get. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cat Cassie will record it. And, she's done classes on recording audiobooks. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. She'll she'll use our uh, future possible sponsor Beacon Mics. Woo, Beacon <laughs> Mic. Uh, anyways, go. let's get right into it. I don't want to dilly dally uh, for the yeah. dally shally. Uh, John, what did you think of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? I it I liked it. I, I think it was actually better than what I was expecting. Granted, like I said in previous episodes, I went I went into like a really low expectations, <laughs> and I came out. There was definitely problems. Like I could just kind of see. Like I'll explain later. But overall experience, I would say I came out of it with like. At first, initially, I was like, oh, that's eight. Now, kind of like settling down, I'm like, that's a solid like 7.5 for me. Okay. So, okay. I'm glad you enjoyed I, it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, my thoughts on Anita Jones are not quite the <laughs> same as yours. Uh, I have I, a feeling. I have a feeling yeah. why. Yeah. I think I went in with a little bit higher expectations. I was expecting like a six, 6.5, like something, you know, it was fine. Uh, mm. And what I would say, if I was doing, you know, a they're just movie slogan style thing, I'd be Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny packs as much punch as uh, serving elderly people baby food. Uh, <laughs> and I think that yes, this movie I would agree with that. Are, I think this movie is better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but it commits yeah. the ultimate movie sin of being boring. And I think that that's 
the I think yeah. Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, as batshit stupid as it is in its second half, is not boring. It's crazy. It's bad. But it's like it made me feel something. Whereas this, I had a mm. hard time connecting emotionally with everything. And it feels like so much happens, nothing happens. And I my my heart just wasn't in it. And I couldn't tell if it was mm. like maybe it was just the like that day I wasn't feeling engaged. Yeah. But uh let, why don't we start off with some good stuff, John? What's some of the stuff you liked about the movie? I liked it because it like, okay, yeah, those those we'll get into whatever you said in those stuff that I want to bring up too. It it kind of knows where its roots are. It's like fantastical adventure, globe trotting, and Nazis. <laughs> like this here's the yeah. thing. Nazis are universal bad guys. If you listen to this podcast and you sympathize with Nazis, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck uh, you. Uh yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. Uh yeah, they're like universal bad guys. So you have like when you see one die, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Especially yeah, like, full no. uniform. Oh yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, by the way. We're gonna be spoilers. freely talking about this movie. Yeah. It's spoiled. I mean, like honestly, if you get spoiled too, there's only like one really big part that's kinda like, oh, I got spoiled. Everything else is kind of like what you kind of yeah. expect. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, like a twist that okay, here's the spoiler. Uh, the twist of him going back in time was actually kind of cool. I was like, yeah. oh, that's actually kind of dope. Like, yeah. this is sweet. Totally. And the fact- oh, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Oh, yeah. No, just, oh, I think you're going to say this. It's just the fact that, like, he wants, he goes back in time. He goes, they go too far because of this um, phenomenon with the world. I don't know. I don't know physics that well. Uh, well, I know, but not this kind of physics. Sure. But it's like they go way back to where Archimedes, is it Archimedes? No. Yeah, Archimedes. Uh, it is Archimedes. Yeah, Archimedes uh, existed. So Indiana Jones, or Indy or Henry, or whatever is, he wants to call himself, he gets to see the stuff that he's been researching for all his life and wants to stay. And like that whole situation was so cool. I was like, yeah, I'm into this. Like, if I was an Indiana Jones, would I stay? I think I well, would. Well, let's, let's go back, yeah. and it kind of explains yeah. some of the stuff that's happened. Because... Yeah, it's uh, it's a it sounds like a whole bunch of crazy. Uh, and crazy. to movie's credit, I think that it kind of pulls off the crazy stuff without feeling crazy. So basically, yeah. the MacGuffin of the movie is the Dial of Destiny, and we don't really know what it is. We know that it's some super advanced piece of tech from an ancient civilization, from Archimedes, uh, and we know that like yeah. it's been split in two, and that uh, you know, it's super rare and powerful, uh, and that Mads Nicholson's looking for it, uh, that Indies. Indy yeah. had it and kind of threw it away and his buddy went crazy trying to solve it. Uh, and basically, as the movie progressed, you kind of figure out that, you know, once the two parts are together and you have the secret code to unlock it, it allows you to time travel, which as soon as it became possible in the movie that, you know, time travel was going to happen, <laughs> I got really worried because we, yeah. we, we all remember what happened at the end of Chris- Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you know, aliens and like other dimensions and space in between yeah. spaces and how cringe it was. They yeah. managed to do time travel in this movie and not have it be the most questionable thing I could possibly imagine. Like they actually did it quite tastefully and I think they pulled it off. Yeah. I think they somehow pulled off time travel in an Indiana Jones movie without making me want to like die. Yeah, it's actually interesting because if you actually like think about like parts in the movie like earlier i can't remember exactly which part but when they first get to uh greece or no sicily and before they go up to the the, the spelunking and the um spelunking into the caverns where the echo it, it's just some weird shit um 
there was one part where you see like a them reenacting a dragging attacking the Romans, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind that's of a cool. weird thing. And then it actually happens that it's a plane shooting them with bullets. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was like, what? Why are you a dragon? Yeah, but, no, I yeah. I like all the the slow reveal of it too. When they go to Archimedes' tomb and he has a watch on, and you're like, oh, and like there's propellers on his casket and stuff, and it's like, okay, this yeah. is this is pretty cool. I think it's pretty sick. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a huge win for the movie. I think another win of the movie is the character work. I think that the characters mm-hmm. are all pretty well defined and their arcs are pretty clear. Uh, like, you know, uh, Wombat. I can't remember the real character's real name, but her nickname is Wombat, uh, played by yeah. uh, what's oh, my God. Uh, shit. What's her name? Um, Wombat Indiana Jones from. Uh, oh, my God. My brain is so off. I must be sick. Normally, I'm like. That's more my like my strongest connections in my brain. Oh god. Uh, uh, Hel- Helena Shaw, who is played yeah. by what's her name? What the hell? Oh! Uh, From Fleabag. I, uh... Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay, Phoebe Waller Bridge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think they do a really good job. You know, they she starts yeah. off the movie as this, uh, you know, sneaky money focused thief, and you know she's mm-hmm. kind of like the. The evil version of what Indiana Jones is, you know, she's an archaeologist, but she does it for profit. And she's taking this stuff and she's like, like, screw your museum, screw this like idea of good and bad. Like, I'm getting what's yeah. mine. Uh, and I she's think she's definitely they, a rogue. She's a ro- like, she's the the cunning rogue. Yeah. And so I think they do a good job taking her from that to, you know, willing to put herself on the line for Indy and for others. And I believed that journey. Same with Indiana mm. Jones. I think that they do a good job. You know, he's kind of tired and. He's, I like that they show him teaching because in the earlier movies, they show him teaching and everyone loves him, but he's clearly so checked out and everyone's yeah. bored in his class. And I thought that was such a good little contrast uh, state mm-hmm. of the character. And then, you know, by the end, he's like, he, like, like you said, when he goes back in time, he wants to stay there because he wants to die. He's like, why, why would I go back? Like, what, who am I going back for? And then yeah. that's, I really like the scene at the end when, you know, Marion's there uh, and they're talking about, you know, like, there's all these people that love him and care for him. And he he's there for them. Like he's there yeah. because he's, he belongs in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought actually like side note, I thought what they did with Shia LaBeouf's character. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was pretty, pretty, it was pretty good. The fact that they utilize yeah. him because there was no way they were bringing him back. Like, I feel like there's no world in which Shia LaBeouf is in mainstream movies anymore. Yeah. But, he's um, unfortunate enough. That's what I was thinking about too. I was like, I came on the movie like, yeah, they got rid of him. I'm like, why do I hate him again? And I talked yeah. to Jillian about it. She's like, Oh, he did this, this, and this. And he's super weird. And I'm like, ah, now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. Um, he, he just, he played, he, t- he takes being an artist a little too serious. That makes it a little bit crazy. Yeah. And he had go, a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. Like he was caught, he was working on a short film and he basically just plagiarized it and he like doubled down on like, no, I didn't plagiarize it, but it was like a frame for frame steal. Um, oh. And he's, he, you know, then a bunch of allegations of like abuse, being an abusive partner came out because he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so his ex partners yeah. and stuff were all like he I don't think he was physical, but he was very emotionally and verbally abusive. Anyways, yeah, yeah. that's neither here nor there. He's dead. <laughs> Not he's Kyle, gone, but uh, whatever. Mutt. Um, and so. They deal with that. I like the villain's setup. So if you haven't watched it, basically yeah. in the intro of the movie, we're in the 40s and during World War II. Uh, and, you know, no, there's like, that's in the 60s, I think. 
in the intro? Oh no! no. It's, it's oh the, no! no. Oh, the, oh, sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking. Yeah, the, uh, the main movie is the main in '69 ish, I think. Yeah, because the moon landing yeah. just happened. Um, yeah. And so the movie setup uh, it's in the past, and we meet Mads Nicholson as a young person. He's kind of like the Nazi scientist who knows about the archaeological finds uh, and yeah. like the supernatural stuff. Um, and anyway, so when we jump in the future, he's there. Um, and he's cold and calculating and you're like, what does he want? Like he wants this dial so bad. Uh, and you, you know, it's, you, you find out that ultimately his mm-hmm. plan is that he wants to go back to 1939. And originally you think that he's there, you know, to help Germany win the war and help Hitler win the war. And you realize, and I thought this was a nice, neat little twist that he fucking mm-hmm. thinks Hitler is a loser and he thinks he can do a better <laughs> job and he's going to kill Hitler, become the Fuhrer and help Germany win the war. And I was like. That's a cool I, take on that. Yeah, because like I mean, it it was kind of planted near the start of the movie because like he's like Hitler lost this war, and yeah. you kind of have to you, you're like, did he lose the war or he made Germany lost the war? And mm-hmm. here's the really cool thing. I just one thing I love about Indiana Jones. Like, okay, full disclosure, I've watched the Lost Ark, I've watched Temple of Doom, and the Last Crusade. I think I didn't like those first two. I'll be honest. I like the last crusade the best. Cause it's, I, to me, it's like the coolest one. And also Sean Connery's in it and he's yeah, pretty course. dope in that movie. Um, but here's the one thing I love about Indiana Jones. Like when they do this is that they sprinkle a lot of like weird real world events in this movie. Nazis plundered Europe and they took all these artifacts and they, they go with the occult. They, they, this is a mm-hmm. true statement. Uh, America took a lot of German scientists in Operation Paperclip. So, Mad Nicholson's character mm-hmm. is very true. Uh, it's like, you know, there was the moon landing. That was kind of weird. I, I didn't understand why they kind of put that in there. I think it was to show that, is, that they had stolen him and, like, accepted. Yeah. Even though he was a Nazi, they needed his expertise. Like you yeah, said, yeah, Operation yeah. Paperclip. To, it was to kind of demonstrate that. Yeah, and also, like, they showed all of these Archimedes adventures in the movie, which is all true. Like, that's what he did. And, like, there's so much truth in the movie that it's kind of, like, the best way to tell a lie is, like, yeah. you know, tell a lie with 70% truth. And a story is a lie, essentially, but they put so much truth that it is kind of a believable sense of, like, oh, and that's why I like it so much. There was some weird stuff, and actually, here's the one thing I kind of want to get into it, because in the beginning, you see, quote-unquote, young indie i guess a guy in the 30s and i want to know what did you think of the um the aging, the aging yeah of, um tyrison ford so the first impression it's that shot that's in the trailer where they pull the bag off his head and there's like a flashlight right in his face it mm. looks bad it looks really bad and i was like yeah. oh no i hope that they you know, move on from dh fast but to the movie's credit after that scene it looks better and it's like less in your face. Like it's not, there's, there's close ups and stuff, but he's kind of, you know, a little less yeah. folk, like there's less, less spotlight on him or they do the, the, the mm. blending a little bit better. And I found myself less distracted. Although yeah. I did find that the fact that the first time I see Indiana Jones in this movie, I was I'm like pulled out of it so strongly had a lasting mm. effect. So even though the, the de-aging got better or less distracting, the damage was kind of done early on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I 100% agree with you. Because when I first saw it, I'm like, ooh. Because those setting up the standard Indiana Jones shot is like, Indy's in trouble as usual. Yeah. And then he like you see his guy, you're like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, shit, it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. And how is he going to get out of this cave? Like, he's, they're doing that shot. But 
I can tell that they really tried. They tried really hard, but unfortunately enough, our technology is still in that valley, in that uncanny valley that you can kind of see them like something's wrong. Like yeah. something does not look good. And then, yeah, later on when action's happening, the chain scene, <clears throat> everything's going on. You can kind of forget. And for me, yeah. after that first shot, I was pulled out too. But I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going to enjoy the movie for yeah. what it is and just sit back and relax. I think that's a good way of doing it, especially because the movie uh, takes this fucking sweet ass time in that intro. That intro is <sighs> like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It should be like one quarter as long as it is not half. Like they, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, it's about like 15, 20 minutes. Like it, at least it felt like where they felt like in the past. 30 minutes. Yeah. It was super long. And a lot of it yeah. wasn't, wasn't necessary like a lot of it's these cute like little indiana jones moments of like thing like i'm gonna be sneaky and it's gonna work and then it's like oh no it's not gonna work ah! and it just kind of does that uh, like several times and each time it does it it's fine but it yeah. happens so much that the impact is lost and i kind of just felt like this movie it has like a level of white noise to it where i started yeah. to glaze over um and so there's moments of impact like if we're talking kind mm-hmm. of about like you know action and stunts like the intro is supposed to be it's supposed to be this like punchy part that pulls you yeah. in. I found that the movie was really lacking in action, like good, good action. There's lots of car chases. There's lots of like, yeah. you know, punching people and shit, but there was very few moments. I was like, that's a cool moment. Like uh, to the movie's credit, like there's a great moment early on when they've cornered Indy, when old, old man Indy's at the university and he's handed over the dial of destiny to uh, Elena Elena, whatever, uh, yeah, Phoebe yeah. Waller-Bridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the agents and the Nazis are there, but you think they're all like CIA agents or whatever. And they kind of corner him and he like, he's, they've killed people at this point And he knows mm. like something's really bad. <clears throat> and he just like pushes over an entire row of things and rides it down. And I was like, yeah. that might be the best stunt in the whole fucking movie because it tells yeah. you about a character. It tells you like he's desperate, but he's still able, like, even though he's old man, he's clever enough to utilize his surroundings to outsmart and outmaneuver. Uh, and mm. I thought that's like the best stunt in the whole fucking movie. And it was like, it's kind of not mm. that great. <laughs> it's just yeah, pretty good. I, yeah. Like here, here's the thing is that now I'm thinking about it. Like the last crusade, they tr- basically have tried to replicate the last crusade is that the last crusade, it starts with young indie, like teenager, yeah. Indiana Jones and like trying to get this, uh, Thing from the all these people and there's a train oh, yeah, yeah the cross and there's a train scene and that's how he acquires the whip they're trying to do all of that but it's just yeah it just felt too long and it felt honestly i just kind of sat there and there was a part where there was a motorcycle and he jumps onto your onto the train i'm like this is uncharted yeah or, totally. like i could you could kind of see like how like oh this is literally they took like a they probably maybe hired on contract like an uncharted writer and be like, can Maybe. you just write the beginning of this movie and like, just do what, whatever Nathan Drake does. We'll just like erase it and put Indiana Jones, which and, is funny. Yeah. yeah. Because it, Nathan Jones, Nathan Drake and, and uncharted is so clearly inspired by Indiana Jones, but it's the same thing mm-hmm. as Tomb Raider. Like uncharted is like equal parts, Indiana Jones, equal parts, Tomb Raider. But then when Tomb yeah. Raider rebooted, it was so clearly pulling from uncharted. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I think the intro's too long. I think that there's a few too many car chases. Uh, I mm. found the the scuba scene really made me think of Uncharted Four, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, but I also thought I thought that the scuba scene. So like, I, this is very specific. I thought it was so mm. bad. 
I didn't understand it, the stakes so, of it. Yeah, well, and like even it, so, Antonio Banderas' character, they bring him in. They're like, "Oh, old friend, sure, this is fine." But yeah. he's like, "Okay, here's my technique for being a great diver. Uh, we don't do the like equalizing pressure thing, you know, where you go and you chill for like a minute. We go, we go down for three minutes and then right back up. You got three minutes. That's it." And I thought it was such a stupid, artificial <laughs> way to create like a attention and like a you know like yeah. a, a a clicking to- a ticking clock and i was like yeah. this sucks this is so stupid yeah there's there's so many things that they kind of just like they just go oh we'll just do like what old people do and there's like the old wives tales like oh you know they get rid of bad luck just throw salt from your on your left shoulder or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like that rule of the bends like do not not getting the bends that does not work and you will probably die, die. Yeah, you <laughs> and yeah and just get your rupture your blood vessel because of the nitrogen does yeah, not i don't like, know how it works equalize. but i'm pretty sure you can't go like 600 feet below the ocean in yeah. one fucking go <laughs> like i don't think that's it's, a thing yeah i mean this is the movie suffers with the obvious problem mm-hmm. and you know and I'll, I'll say this i'll say one good thing and one bad thing harrison ford He's the fucking chad of actors. He's so charming. You, I just completely believe him. Like mm-hmm. you see him, like oh yeah, he's Indiana Jones. Like it's not old man Harrison Ford trying to be nah. Indiana Jones. It's like no, that's Indiana Jones. That's age, and that's great. Yeah. Here's the bad thing. He is that age. He cannot do the things that he used to was was able to do. Even this Crystal yeah. Skull, like he was still a little bit mobile and everything. But this one, he's just like kind of takes a backseat in obviously letting stuntmen kind of do everything. But it's like the whole scuba scene, just to add into it, there was tension and then they kind of go, oh yeah, remember Indiana Jones is afraid of snakes? Eels are all over this place. Yeah. They'll kind of like snakes and you're kind of like, oh God, this is so lame. Yeah. Like, stop. And one thing kind of I want to bring up, same problem with the Crystal Skull. Is that this show and movies today rely so much on green screen mm. that I had trouble going, are they actually on sets? Because here's, I will bring up The Last Crusade because I think that's the best one. Sure. Is that when you go, when they go to Venice, when they go to Jordan, they go to Germany, I buy, because they probably were there, uh, that they were on location. Here, I'm kind of going probably like 90, 95% of this movie is filmed in green screen maybe mm-hmm. like two locations are probably there yeah. but they're like quick minutes it's just like okay we're just gonna fly in the crew for a week to get like a yeah. two minute shot and that's it and we're gonna go we'll finish off this movie yeah. in the disney set because yeah. yeah it just it's kind of like disappointing because i was like okay is uh tunisia is it tunisia uh that the, the one with the tuk tuk yeah the talk it wasn't a morocco I might be yeah, I'm not sure. It, some something over there, yeah. and then maybe Sicily. Like those are the only two places where I believe that they actually went on location. Yeah, it it I, the movie definitely has that feeling of like I can't tell what's CG and what isn't. Even if like they actually did go to the locations, it actually just doesn't feel like they did. It has that yeah. kind of veneer, uh, and I I felt uh, totally like you where it doesn't feel real. Uh, any yeah. part of it, my suspension of disbelief was totally not there, and I felt. Because of that, there was no stakes to any of the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's everything felt just a little contrived. But I think more than anything, what I found was that I didn't engage with the characters. Like, I, I think, like, in my head, the idea of, you know, this Nazi who 
thinks he could do it better than Hitler and is trying to time travel so he can go back. That sounds cool, but the execution of that character, he's so cold and like calm the whole time, but not in like a mm -hmm. fun, crazy way. And I trust me, I am the biggest Mads Mickelson fanboy. I fucking love him. He's such yeah. a good actor and he does fine with what he's given, but I feel like they didn't give him enough range to work with. Uh, yeah, at least not it, until it like felt, the last second. Yeah, because it felt like it was just like, okay, Mad, just do what you usually do, but now put it with a German accent. Yeah, instead of Danish and or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, you kind of just like, he's great. Like, I find he was more engaging. And I, I'm, this is pains me to say it in Grindelwald. Like, the, like the fantastic <laughs> I, never, I never watched I, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I believed him more as being the bad guy there than being the bad guy here in indiana jones like sure. that's how bad <laughs> like he's not he's not bad it just felt like they just didn't don't go like okay you're a german you're you're a nazi you think you can do better than hitler and you're a physicist and you want to go back in time that's all that that's your that's that's yeah. your whole thing yeah that's a whole thing and then they're like go and it's like oh shit there's no backstory i need to know more wombat was the only one i kind of really sympathized because i'm like oh that kind of sucked your dad went crazy and yeah and your, your godfather just figure. fucked off, yeah, yeah. But which I was think kind of a downer. I I agree. I I like that character. And again, intellectually, like there's something really good there. But I think they failed mm -hmm. to give us the breathing space that those scenes need for us to get it. Because she says it. She's like, like you're my godfather. Like, don't you understand what a godfather is? You were supposed to be there, and you weren't. Mm -hmm. But like, she doesn't really have. They don't have that scene where like everything stops and it, all of a sudden it it's about that emotional journey, that like struggle and the communication on that level. I feel yeah. like it's like, it's all in passing and it's all just like in service of like the, the plot and moving forward. And I felt like I yeah. couldn't engage as much as I wanted to with that. And so mm. it's a shame because like, I think they could have like with just a few tweaks, they could have made those emotional journeys so satisfying. Yeah. But uh, as it was, I was like, I, I didn't feel like India, Indy and, and, Helena had a really deep history, and I think that that's a yeah. shame. Yeah, it's it just felt a little bit weird because it's like how she gets kind of like brought into it is that she obviously goes up to him because he she knows that he has that part. She tricks him for that part, but it just like there's no. It felt like uh, that middle part in the tuck tuck part, like when the tuck tuck breaks down and they have that really emotion discussion. They should have had a, like at least a third of that discussion in the beginning to know what the stakes are. So you can yeah. start planting it in instead of actually just like when I first saw her and she steals with India, I'm like, Oh, what a bitch. Yeah. And Fuck it, that I, bitch. I totally agree. I think it's too early that she betrays him. And I, mm. as an audience member have no connection to her. And so I was yeah. just like, fuck this person. She sucks. Uh, and yeah. I think like the movie was relying a little bit on her star power and her inherent like ability, but I don't think that mm. worked. Uh, yeah. And so I didn't feel like I went on the emotional journey with that character as a participant. Mm. I was like an observer. Um, yeah. And so it was fine. I liked the kid too. I thought he was fine. Uh, not like a standout or anything, but like, it yeah, was, it was okay. I, I do. I do find it funny how he definitely, well, he killed that one Nazi in the caves and just oh, yeah. did not bring it up at all. I'm like, yeah. that kid's probably traumatized. Cause he literally, Drown that guy. Yeah, fucked up. <laughs> and I, he just kind of like does it and clips it and just swims away. And he's yeah. like, "I got out." I'm like, "Dude, those those are problems here." Because yeah. short round didn't kill anyone that that I remember. 
Did he? Not like not that directly, at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, I totally get what you're saying. I yeah. like that, you know, it's the the big dude, and he's huge. They do a good <laughs> job making him look fucking intimidating. You know, Andy tries to punch him a couple times and he just like yeah. does that movie thing where it's like, ha 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 ha, you can't hurt me. Um but he's literally jaws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh but then it ends up being the kid who's, you know, physically the weakest one that outsmarts him and kills him. Um yeah. And I thought that was a cool little touch, but yeah, I you're right. They don't really dwell on that. They kind of just move past it. That being said, yeah. they kill a lot of fucking people in this movie, and it's not. It's like an. It's like it's just that genre where it's like it's not a big yeah. deal. Like I know people always say that about the Uncharted games too. With like those like maybe certain events back then relate don't relate too well to present day. It's like oh, there's a sh- school shooting, kids killing people. It just it, it brought up like a lot of like weird emotions, and then also they try to get you attached to this like black CIA agent, and they you just like immediately kill her, and you're like, oh, what the hell? Like you built yeah. her up a little bit, and I was kind of like, yeah, maybe she's the one who solves everything at the end, yeah, and she just dies, and I'm like, okay, this is weird, and I it felt also awkward because it amplified near the start when Mad's character goes up to a black person, like a black um, like service person at a hotel, and goes, oh, who's your people? Where do your people come from? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. ooh, this is weird. And then she's just trying to like work with Mad's character because he's doing stuff for the American people. And it's just like, oh, did he kill her because she's like a CIA agent? Or is he kill her because she's black? So it's kind of like, yikes. Yikes, guys. Like, got way too close. <laughs> Yeah, and I I felt like not only is it you know questionable because of those reasons, it also just felt like a big fucking waste of time. Like yeah, it there it's okay to have you know a false lead in a movie where mm. at the end like it doesn't pay off the way you expect, but like yeah. the emotional journey the whole way that's that's the point of it. But there mm. wasn't really that. There was she was just kind of there to be like, hey guys, don't do that, don't kill people, and you're like okay and then she yeah. she gets killed and you're like okay cool and so <laughs> cool, i felt cool, like cool, cool. in a in a hugely bloated movie where there's they need to cut like at least 30 minutes out of this movie yeah she's such an easy cut cut from the movie mm-hmm. um and so i don't know i i maybe there's someone out there who can like give me the story reason why she was essential to the movie but i i felt very much like it was not you know, not I, worth the time to- to me, it could have just yeah. This movie is definitely bloated. Like it's severely bloated. Those parts, what I was literally checking the time because I was charging my car at the same time, so I was trying to like time it in a way. And I was like literally like checking my watch, going, "Okay, I got one hour left on the free charging. Um, I got to get out of here. I think it's gonna be out." So yeah, I mean, I also had to use the bathroom in the movie, and it, and I usually get scared when i need to use the bathroom i'm like i'm gonna miss something big here i was yeah. just like oh i gotta go pee brb and just like went in did my business came back going probably didn't miss anything but no, hey i guarantee you did not yeah i still i still had a good time like i don't know it's it's to me it's better than the crystal skull it's better than temple of doom or raiders of the lost ark debate me and i will tell you the reason why i like this one better than those three movies uh, and the last crusade is the best. It's just, yeah, like this movie just, if you just turn your brain off, go low expectations and just watch it, 
guarantee you have a great time. I still believe that this movie is better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because that felt like it jumped the shark in the series too much, especially at the beginning. I understand why they did it, but it was just a little bit too much. Uh, Temple of Doom was pretty fine. Raiders of the Lost Ark is okay, but I think this movie was better than those three because, yeah, they had to figure things out, and I definitely do last... Last Crusade is the best. I know I've said this like 20 times. It's the best one. You come at me. It's great. Uh, but yeah, like I, I thoroughly enjoy myself. I think even discussing with you, I will give this movie a 7.5 still. Like I <laughs> think I'll just kind of stand my ground 7.5 and I'll die on the hill. Maybe <laughs> unless someone tells me something really bad about it and it kind of make, breaks the glass for me, 7.5. Yeah, and I think that's totally fine. It feels like the kind of movie that if I was in a different mood, maybe I would have accepted some of the flaws a little bit more and just enjoyed myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is probably... Okay, so I think all three of the originals are better than this. I like... Mm -hmm. I'm part of the crew that likes Temple of Doom the most. I think the campiness is really really fun. Uh, I recognize that... I think that Raiders is like the quote-unquote best movie in terms of like craftsmanship. Uh, yeah, I yeah, love Last Crusade uh, because of like all like like you said Sean Connery and there's just these great action set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I I I love Temple of Doom, man. There's something about like the cheesy campiness yeah, of it that I just love. I, dude, to be fair, to give you some context, Last Crusade was the first one I've seen. I like ah. I saw, and then I went back to go see the other two. Yeah, and the problem is that the production is so good on the third one. It's it has that issue it's like if you played uncharted 3 uncharted 1 is gonna look like ass and it's terrible um it's always not terrible but it's, yeah. it's, it's not great i think it's it's yeah it's not quite to that level of like video games have movies didn't advance as much as video games in the same amount of time but mm. i totally hear what you're saying um but what i'll say is that so on their just movies or couple critics as it should be called um i introduce a concept of negative scores so mm. it's a movie that's so bad it's good. And yeah. so I would rank it basically a negative and then how much I enjoyed it. And I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for me is like a negative 6.5. Like yeah. I enjoy watching the Kingdom, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and laughing at the movie. And like the first, okay, unironically, the first 30 minutes of that movie is really good. Um, but then it gets <laughs> stupid and stupid and stupid. But there's just yeah. like fun shit happening. It gets a little bit boring in the pre the pre temple part. Um, but then yeah. when it gets like you know aliens and like there's thirteen, they become one. Uh, all that shit's so fucking stupid that it's really fun for me. Yeah. But this one is definitely not so bad. It's good. It's definitely you know and the on the positive side of the scale. Yeah. But I found I actually like was like, would I rather be home right now? was the question I was asking myself. And it often was like, I kind of would. So I think I'm would hover this yeah. like 5.5-ish, 5, depending yeah. on my mood. Um, but again, like I wasn't feeling super good. And I, you know, they, it could have just been my mood that day. Um, yeah. But I did not find myself in the mood where I would recommend this movie to people. That No, that that's completely fair. Like, honestly, like, I mean, this is the point of the whole show and reviews is that we have our own opinions. It's great. Yeah. And I don't and I don't disagree with you. There's definitely problems with this movie. And it's like it's just the unfortunate fact that they didn't really capitalize on Harrison Ford during his prime. Granted, I think at that time, the nineties or early late eighties, doing three movies for a franchise is like 
really good. And unfortunately enough, it's just the fact of our the Disney overlords yeah. will just crank out store. I mean, I think they're gonna change that out, but at least this is the current timeline. They'll crank it out stuff that is just not good that they should not be releasing. And yeah, yeah it just I hope with Bob Eager, he's back in the saddle. Granted, he's fighting DeSantis in Florida. DeSantis, leave him alone. Um, I just, I, I need Bob to, like, bring back the, the glory days of Disney. Like, me believing in Disney. And, yeah. It, the, the, hopefully enough, this is the last Indiana Jones movie. And I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I, I got the feeling that they wanted to, you know, maybe explore spinning off a Phoebe Waller-Bridge spinoff. Uh, for, based on this movie, I'd say, please don't. Uh, I yeah. really like her, and I think there is a world in which they did do that, but I don't think they pull it off in this movie to make that happen. Who knows? No. Maybe they could. Um, I agree with you. Like, this is like, you know, it just feels like that Disney machine. Uh, yeah. I feel like, like, I, like just, a, just my last statement on this movie is just like, yeah. there's nothing in it that I'll remember. Like, I actually, like, was talking to Cassie yesterday, and we are like, Oh yeah, we watched Indiana Jones, huh? Whereas, you know, Temple of, or like Raiders Lost Ark, you know, there's like the 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 boulder that spins down. There's like the traps at the beginning, or like uh yeah uh the Holy Grail one, Last Crusade. There's like the tank fight, you know, and the Nazi gets yeah. fucking crushed. Uh, and even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There's like the the nuke test site where he hides in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and like. It, those, those things are a bad memory. I still remember that vividly, like, scene for scene. Totally. You remember, you remember it, and this movie felt super unremarkable. Like, I guess I'll remember the time travel segment, but mm. even that felt, like, so CG that it was, like, it was cool, Yeah. and I thought it was smart to, like, have most of it happen at a distance from the window of a plane, mm-hmm. but I, like, I don't think I'm going to be, like, talking about that time travel segment with people I mean, for years to come. Here's the thing is that like even at like the studio for for me is like every Monday we always talk about the big hit. No one talked about this movie at all. Like it just was like, hey guys, what's up? Like that's it. That was it. And I saw this movie on Sunday at 2 p.m. like matinee. So it was like pretty fresh because usually I've watched movies on Friday or Saturday. And I got in the movie and I same like you. I totally forgot about it until like I was like oh yeah, we're going to record a podcast this week and we're going to talk about Indiana Jones. And I actually literally had to write down everything I wanted to say. I'm like, I'm going to forget everything. Totally. A hundred (laughs) percent. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a fine, it's fine. If you love Indiana Jones, it's less offensive than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but it's also less remarkable. Uh, I would recommend to people, hey, wait till it's on Disney Plus. It's going to be like It's yeah. not doing this movie's doing fine in theaters. I think it did about 120, 130 million in the first weekend, which is good. I have mm. a feeling it's going to have a pretty steep drop off. Yeah. Um, and so I expect in like a month or two, you'll start to hear rumblings of the Disney Plus release. So, I mean, here's actually something too I kind of want to like maybe allude like this is going to be a short episode. Sorry, guys. We're just not feeling that great. Uh, it just here's the one thing is that I saw an article, I did not read it, but I read the headline like a good person always does just read the headlines and going, I got enough information and 100 characters or less. But this one kind of resonated with me is that they're saying that this year, I believe it's probably the worst year for summer blockbusters. It's just like huh. none of the movies are actually hitting except for Spider Man. Apparently, that's like it's easily gangbusters. 
Yeah, and also Super Mario. But those even then, like, it didn't seem. Yeah, yeah. well, Super Mario is like 1.3, 1.4 bill. But Spider Man yeah. isn't like it looks like it's gonna maybe barely crack a bill. Yeah, which I think is strange for a Spider Verse movie. Let's see where it's at right now. It's at six thirteen yeah. worldwide, so it'll get mm. too close to a bill. So I, that's pretty good. Never mind, I yeah. retract. It's it's pretty good. I mean, Super Mario has that kind of um, the quality of uh, kids will enjoy it and they'll probably watch it many many times. Yeah, uh, because it's just like a tick, literally a TikTok movie. <laughs> just like yeah, whoa, it's a f- ten seconds. Anyone seconds can watch this. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man is like you kind of have to be a little bit uh, understanding, and that you have you're probably going to need to watch it at least like two times to get the full benefit. Um, and it's very art, like it's a it's a very snooty movie because how people talk about it. Because if you listen to some people talk about it. It's like, dude, you feel you sound like an art snob. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's like that's kind of interesting. I wonder if like is is it just like the fact of our movies starting to become becoming less important in the theaters, even though we have so many people trying to get people to go back to the theaters, or is it like are are we now in the transitional period to going streaming? Because hey. Here's the thing too, the writer's strike's still going on. And we're gonna have a, like a deficit of content everywhere. And it, the only way you're really gonna see anything new is you watch Bollywood movies or you just watch all the movies in your watch list that you've been meaning to watch. And yeah, it's just it's like back I think it was like back in 2002, 2003, um yeah. was the last writer strike. And yeah, this is gonna be kind of like a it, it's a drought. It's gonna be a drop. Yeah, I think it's it's uh the reason why this year is so slow. There's a, fa- a number of factors. I think one is yes, streaming exists, and I think part of it is that mm-hmm. streaming creates so much content that why would I go to the movie theaters? But I think streaming like, and like let me put on my uh my cinema guy uh hat <laughs> for a bit. I think streaming has devalued what we see in movies mm-hmm. in yep. the sense that like I don't. Like movies that come out now, it doesn't fucking matter unless it's like, you know, one of the big franchises. And even then, like, there's so many fucking Marvel movies. It's like we are so desensitized because there's just constantly a big release happening every fucking week. And so it used to be one big release would happen and we would be talking about it for for weeks, maybe you know, mm-hmm. months or something like think of Spider-Man one, two and three. Like what a big fucking deal each of those movies were versus, you know, Ant-Man and <laughs> like uh, Shang-Chi or whatever like there's just like these like kind of filler Marvel movies or yeah and so I think that's part of it I think part of it is that video games are having a fucking banner year like it's huge releases this year like we got a new Zelda we got Resident Evil oh oh recording oh yeah one second. um your uh video stopped in my thing but it's not actually stopped oh no I think it's Did like one of the things like you're, yeah I can hear you. you're fine uh, I think it's just one of the things like, hey, your quality looks really okay. bad. Um, yeah. So we'll just, um, yeah. So video games are having an absolute banner year. You know, we got a new Legend of Zelda that's like the best one of all time. We got a new Final Fantasy that's like one of the best of all times. We got a new Resident Evil that's one of the best of all times. Like, uh, we got a new Star Wars, but it's a video game and it's one of the best Star Wars video games of all time. And so people aren't as interested in, you know, the cinema experience, mm. uh, as desperate as, you know, filmmakers are to be like, there's only one place to watch the movies, the theater. Um, we can get the cinematic experience at home on our like high end systems with video game machines, with streaming services. Like there's 
so many other options afforded to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's so much noise that like, sh- you know, just unless it's like a particularly it, good or special movie. Yeah. Cares. I mean, like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of want, I want to add into a point where you're saying like, you know, getting to home is like the same kind of experience. There was some things you get the Adobe cinema experience with your seat rumbling, but you can kind of forget about that after like 10 yeah. minutes. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, honestly, like that is the way because, you know, uh, at least at LTT, they cover only maybe short, short circuit LTT covers TVs way more. And TVs, bef- when I left, were getting like better, better, better. Uh, I mean, Vegas just released that sphere, which is technically a 16K oh. exterior TV, which is super cool. But like, that's 16K. It's like, holy crap, that's just going to be as good as real life, which I'm kind of don't really want to watch a movie that looks like real life. That kind of suck. Yeah. Well, and, um, I mean, resolution yeah. is only one dimension of a good image. And so mm-hmm. we 4K is plenty for home. We need, yeah. you know, better dynamic range. We need better color. We, and mm-hmm. the big one is we need better bit rates. We need better, yeah. better encoding to reach us because the screens are more than good enough. It's the decoding. That's the issue. Yeah. So there's like a lot of like other things, too. It's like and even like all the delivery app services that we relied on the last couple of months or oh, the last couple of years, like DoorDash, Skip the Dishes uber eats um postmates sure. we rely on that so much that even like jillian and i when you don't feel like cooking we literally say the verbs now like hey you want DoorDash it uber eats it and then we kind of like have the experience it's ingrained now and then i why would i want to go to a movie theater where they charges me like 12 dollars for a hot dog six dollars for a big drink yeah. where i can get the same or better quality from my local like Popeyes or something and it just and I don't have to worry about anyone else out there so maybe well and (laughs) a big thing too is unless you yeah unless you're paying for like the premiere movie theater experience those projectors are worse than your TV yeah they're bigger the sound is probably better like even like at a mid theater the sound system is probably better than your home theater system Mm -hmm. but you might have a pretty damn good home theater system and your TV has got better like better contrast better color uh, like sometimes I go to theaters and I'm like, yeah, this projector fucking sucks. <laughs> and I was I was actually really worried. So this movie, yeah. if you haven't seen it, is presented in anamorphic. So 2.35 by one, which is a pretty normal, like older yeah. movie aspect ratio. So it's like 21 by nine, essentially. Um, but the trailers before it for me were all 16 by nine. And so they presented mm-hmm. all the trailers, even though the screen <clears throat> is 16 by nine. All the trailers yeah. are in both letterbox and pillar box, which is this small little rectangle on the screen. And I got mm-hmm. really worried but I also was like, oh, the movie, like, they don't really care about the experience anymore. Like, there's no, like, projectionist whose job is to make sure that the the experience is the absolute best it can be. It's like, there's probably one yeah. projectionist for the whole city, and he goes around and calibrates and then, like, trains one manager to load, <laughs> like, to enter the password to, like, load the videos yeah. and shit. Like, okay. they don't fucking care. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I'm going to be a... S- I'm sorry. I'm an AMC fanboy now. I'm just going <laughs> to just promote it. So... AMC has like Dolby Cinema, and then that was one thing they actually promoted heavily at the start. Um, I thought I I must have missed it because I was late at the Spider Verse, and that was my first movie experiencing Dolby Cinema. But they're like, oh, True Blacks is black, and it actually looked really good. But it's probably like one of those things that they probably don't really need a projectionist anymore. It's just like you buy Dolby system, and it just has like a self calibrate or yeah, or so, a dude, yeah, a dude who installs yeah. it is like the actual technician. But there's, I doubt yeah. there's a technician that's hanging around all the time. Because mm-hmm. even at my theater, for the trailers, 
the lights, you know, they're supposed to turn off, but they went dim, but then it would flash and it flashed for about 15 minutes. And so we had to go and get the manager and be like, yo, this is not okay. And they're like, yeah, it's a system error. It'll fix itself. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. And so, yeah. yeah, I feel like even though movie theaters are so desperate to get people back into the theater, I think the, the mad, they even, even them, they know that mm -hmm. the magic is lost. Yeah. And so it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. Indiana Jones, love it or hate it. Yeah. Uh, John, so, anything else? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, like that. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Just, just to add in what else is going on. Like, um, I mean, like, well, we'll just discuss it right now. Like, usually enough, we use the wing warm up part. Is that, I think, I think movies, still some movies, we're playing video games right now. I think maybe, maybe, I don't know. What do you think? What do you, should we, do you want to talk about the Colin Ballinger thing? Cause it's just, it's just going so crazy. What is that uh, again? You know, the woman who, um, played the ukulele as an apology video. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it was, I, I want to maybe, or maybe we should talk about YouTube in general. Cause like we haven't talked about it that much and I'm getting more ingrained with the business and then talking to other creators too. And mm -hmm. it's now it's becoming like a maturing industry that there is like, it's becoming less wild west and starting to becoming more standardized, which yeah, is for sure good. So maybe there was that, like if you have questions in the, Oh shoot, I totally forgot to do a Q and a for the wing warm up. Whoops. Sorry. Oh, we'll, do we'll do it next I, week. We'll if you guys want to get in on that, yeah. sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash let's wing it. Yeah. Just, just, okay. Just go on Twitter. Just tweet. Do you have YouTube questions? We can't obviously tell you secrets that, you know, we just, don't feel comfortable talking about, but if you yeah. have questions like, how do I do this? Or what should I concentrate first? I would be more than happy to dissect yeah. it. Cause I actually got off a call with Brandon, Brandon, uh, Y Lee yesterday. And we had a long conversation about things. Cool. And there's some things I was very surprised that he knows, but he doesn't execute on. And so oh. I was like, Oh, I need to talk about this. Cause it's just like, we, I, I spent like, it was only for 10 minutes. I was talking for like an hour and 15. I'm like, do this. You need to do this. This is my this is my strategy if I was starting off right now. And yep. actually, strategies I kind of want to start doing on this channel in my spare time. I'll just cut short. Sure. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think I think maybe YouTube. I think the YouTube discussion is a good next one because we could talk easily yeah. for now on that. I would love to. Uh, yeah. So send in your questions because I think we you and I have different perspectives, but you truly are a wealth of knowledge in terms of uh, uh, one side of the experience on YouTube. So I I think that that'd be great if you guys have questions on on uh, anything. Yeah, uh, submit your channels. Like if you want, if you want me, like if you want to, like go. This is my channel, rated out of ten, and tell me five things I need to do better. I will be brutally honest. I will sound like an egotistical snob, but here's the thing: I don't have much time, and I will just give you the blunt truth so you can build on it. I'm not Hell yeah. being mean to being mean. I'm being mean yeah. to go do this or you will die. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. Uh. So that'll be next week's topic. So yeah, please send in your questions. I wanted to give a brief update on Final Fantasy 16 because I've played a decent amount more. Um, uh, I have it'll not. Be super, I'm so sorry. It'll be, it's okay. <laughs> it'll be super yeah. brief. Uh, again, spoiler free. Uh, I just wanted to comment that the boss battles are the most fucking epic thing I've ever played. Uh, one boss battle in particular when we get to a spoiler review episode uh, yep. blew my fucking mind. Uh, like mm -hmm. it's like what God of War should have been in terms of like epic got boss fights again. Um, but then I I specifically criticized side quests last week uh, in terms of being mm -hmm. like just a fucking waste of time. 
And it's a little more complex than that. Um, mm -hmm. So what I've noticed, I'm a lot further in the game. I'm like, you know, I'm, I think I'm in the last little stretch. Um, is that the side quests, the strength is, is that they have really good writing and world building in them. Uh, mm -hmm. And they have really smart rewards. So it like a lot of the side quests will have like really important upgrades locked behind them in terms of like, oh, you can upgrade your satchel of potions. And like, it's like you do one side quest and you get a big upgrade. And there's a lot of that. And there's like a lot of smaller ones, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a lot. Yeah. Lots of great world building in these character moments. Um, and a lot of reviewers said that the game was really dour uh, in terms of like being like dark and, you know, hopeless and everyone's mean. But what I found is that the side quest is where the hopeful, a lot of the hopeful writing is where you're like, mm -hmm. you're helping people to fix <clears throat> the world. You're helping people yeah. to invest into helping to make it a better place. That being said, the, while the writing and the rewards are excellent in the side quest, the, the quest design is still shit. It's just go mm -hmm. there, talk to someone or fight someone. And then you get there and it's, and then it's like, okay, go somewhere else and fight or talk to someone. And then, you know, yeah. it's like rinse, repeat a hundred times. When you talk to the people, the, the writing is really good. And I'm finding myself very invested in what's happening. Yeah. But it sucks that they were not able to masterfully design quests. Uh, and instead kind of just like, it felt like they phoned in that part of it. But yeah. it is. What uh, yeah. I, I'll say two things. One's a question. One's a statement is that uh, like, I know the reviewers, they probably said it was really dowry and dark and drab. It's because they probably didn't play that many side quests because their job is just to fucking finish the go game. from A to Z and just beat as fast as possible so they can give you uh, a rating out of 10. So yep. it's just that statement. It's nothing. The problem is just a problem with the industry. Um, and two, I mean, here's a question with the boss battles. So here's one thing, but fantastical looking boss battles. Is it all quick time events or like you fight standard and then goes into a quick time event? It's a bit of both. Um, and I actually like the boss fight that I'm having in my head. I, I don't want to give any spoilers. I think everyone who, you know, likes character action games and likes final fantasy games. Cause this game is really fucking more fun. It's so final fantasy in a way that I think people don't understand. It's like hmm. final fucking fantasy, man. <laughs> um, but, uh, they do not all the, so the specific boss fight that I'm thinking of is so brilliant in how, it's like, it's not just like this one little chunk. It's like the build up to it and like the mm. stages of the boss fights and like how it's building. Uh, and then like how, you know, you're getting like there's story elements tied into what you're doing. But it's there is quick time events like there's like, you know, cinematic evasion and cinematic attacks and cinematic clashing. So there'll be like, you know, uh, it'll be like a video and then it'll be like, OK, press square now and you do it and it doesn't attack. We're like hit R1 and dodge right now. But most yeah. of it um, is in like is actual battle yeah and they'll have like variations of what you do like the opening fight in the game uh spoilers for like literally the demo for this game is, yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's phoenix versus ifrit uh yeah. and so it's like you're falling down a giant chasm like kind of like a gandalf and the balrog sort of thing but it's yeah. phoenix and ifrit uh and so phoenix you know you're you're targeting ifrit and you're shooting your your blast at him uh, and then you're like underground and you're blowing shit up and you're shooting each other. Yeah. Um, whereas like the next time you fight as an icon, it'll be like more like a wrestling fight where it's like it's like, you know, fisty cuffing, you're ripping each other apart and stuff. Cool. And so yeah, these huge epic fights aren't just quick time events. Like they're just kind of mm -hmm. like different designs. Yeah. Um, but there is still quick time events for like the like final strike or whatever. Yeah. I, I just completely say this because just going back to your point about like the beginning opening 
I was like, oh, R1 to shoot, and then uh, R, I can't remember either button, it's to dodge. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, I'm always just seeing that part. I'm like, if this is the game, we're, we're fucked, because this is, yeah. it looks really good. Because here's the thing, do, do you have, the, this is for the viewers, it's like, it's always really hard to balance fantastical, awesome, amazing fight scenes that Final Fantasy is kind of known for, but... To have that, to make sure it's executed well, you have to kind of like control it to a level of yeah. your, they can say it's interactive because you can press square at the right time, triangle yeah. and circle and left and up. But it sounds like it's good. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. Yeah, it's, uh, I am like, I, I liked it a lot last week. I, I maybe borderline loved it last week, mm-hmm. but the more I play, the more I love it. It's one of those flawed but amazing games like it's yeah. the things that it's succeeding on it's fucking doing amazing and then there's a lot of stuff you're like huh yeah okay sure. yeah but uh overall the fucking i'm having a great time yeah and so, so that's my thoughts yeah no no that that's 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 awesome here's the reason why i haven't been playing so hopefully that's a good reason is um <laughs> i was about to start and then twitter kind of interrupted me i'm like i'm gonna play this and you go Dave the Diver finally got full. Yeah. So I got the game for early access that you could buy. Uh, Right now, if you're listening to this, I think the Steam Summer Sale has it, the full game, and actually at 10% off. uh, So go get it. uh, Is that um, the early access stopped at a certain point, Ah. which is fine. Um, But the full access game still plays roughly like 99% the same. Uh, It just then unlocks so you can still progress cool. like you don't have to restart again which is a really bitch because there's some grindy parts in the game the game's fucking dope like uh i know colton's playing it right now i message him like yeah. do you love this he's like fucking love it like it's <laughs> it's such a chill game that i can yeah. actually like watch things and it doesn't feel like it is grindy but it doesn't feel too grindy to a point where like i feel like i'm wasting time and there's yeah. so much stuff happening that keeps you propelled as long as you just do things and you just don't try to power level, um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. doesn't really make sense in the game. Cause it gets really boring real fast. Yeah. Is that there's so many things people like go, Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Or, yeah. Hey, you got to like do this special thing. And those like a dream sequence. Like it does so yeah. many cool things that honest to God, the reason why I did it is because I wanted to play it because the game's still fresh in my mind. And there is some muscle memory in that game. And if I played final fantasy 16, I'm going to lose all that muscle memory and I'm going to have to like start halfway that. through the game and then try to be good, which is such a bitch. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. I totally get yeah. that. You want to finish a game because it sucks. It sucks when you come back to a game and you don't remember how to play, but you don't want to start over because like you're like, I'm more, I've already made all this progress and it's just like yeah. that weird middle ground. So I, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. But uh, I think we're coming to the end of the episode. John, will you say that Dave the Diver is your recommendation of the week? I would say if you have to play one game this year, uh, even though I haven't really played Five Fantasy Sixteen, and you only have twenty bucks, get Dave the Diver. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. My yeah. recommendation is the Final Fantasy Sixteen demo. If you have a PS yeah. Five, uh, no yeah. reason not to get the demo, and it gives you such a good taste of the the, the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, if you want another taste of us, you know you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, there, nope. Uh, Let's Wing It Pod Let's, at yeah at, oh. at Let's Wing It Pod or Let's Wing It Twenty Two at gmail.com. Or mm-hmm. patreon.com slash let's wing it if you want to give us money and support us yeah. and probably reach us the most directly that way. Because uh, yeah. we fucking love money, baby. Well, the money is just to reinvest everything. That, that yeah, literally we don't really, we don't really pocket care. any of it. 
No, I I only withdrawn the Patreon uh um, amounts twice because I had to pay for Riverside. Riverside, we're yeah, paying yeah. for ad. Oh, <laughs> uh, Riverside, Autopod, and also the ads that we're doing on this podcast. And okay. if you if you've made it to this far, go on Apple or Spotify, or whatever. Read this podcast; it actually really Please. helps. Yeah. Uh, read it five out of five out of five. If you have a problem with this podcast, just email me. And we'll we'll chat about yeah. it. But honest, am I going to change the podcast? Probably not. Maybe. <laughs> hey, I, I'm open to change. That's easy yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if it's meaningful change, if you just go, John, I hear your voice. I'm like, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> we could use it. We could use like an effect thing. You could be like, I'm John. I've become white. No. Um. <laughs> anyways, let's get going. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.